Hello and welcome to Pluto's podcast. I'm your host, Paula, known across most social media platforms as Pluto Paula or Paulinha. And on this podcast, we talk about everything that is important to me, primarily centered around living life as a creative and how to achieve a slow and sustainable lifestyle, as well as following me along in my journey as I pursue those things. Hello. Something I've been wanting to talk about because it's it's been on my mind a lot, and I feel like it might be beneficial to whoever is out there who may be in the middle of this or who may be starting this journey that I'm going to speak on. Um, So the journey I'm talking about is the journey of turning 20 or about to turn 20 or 21, just like early 20s, but starting from the very beginning because I'm 21, so obviously I can't speak on like like all the early 20s, you know, I can't speak on all of those years. Um, I'm just starting out. However, I will say going from 19 to 20 was a huge change and it caught me really, really off guard um, mentally, physically, emotionally. Like it was a lot and nobody ever warned me (laughs) or gave me a heads up. Um, The most of a heads up that I got was from one of my close friends who told me that being 19 was one of the worst years of her life, but being 21 was one of the best. So I'm ready for that. I'm ready for 21 to be one of the best. But being 19 was not the worst year of my life, but it sucked. And going and the the first half of being 20 also sucked. Um, and I think a lot of it was just because I was really unprepared. Like I I didn't know what I was getting into, frankly. But maybe you can know what you're getting into, which is why I want to talk about this today. So the first thing that I want to talk about when it comes to being 20 is what I call, or what many have called, second puberty. So second puberty hits when you're 19 or 20. Sometimes it comes later on in your early 20s, but it's always in your early 20s. Um, And pretty much when second puberty hits, the main thing is that you gain weight. Um, And a lot of people think that like... um, the way you look when you're 18 is kind of in, in terms of your body type is the way that you're going to stay. Because me personally, that's what I thought when I was 18. I was like, my body looks great and it's going to stay this way. Joke's on me, guys. Um, your body fluctuates a lot. And this is information that is much more widespread now with body positivity online, which is great. I love it. Um, but I didn't know that at the time. And I was 18 only like, what, three years ago? And I I had no idea. Like, I thought that I was just going to stay like that. So when I rapidly gained weight uh, upon turning 20, like, I literally turned 20 and then gained weight out of nowhere super quickly. Um, it caught me really off guard. And I hadn't changed anything. My diet was the same. I had been taking the same meds for a while. And it had never had these effects. Sorry, my cat just, like grabbed my arm she literally wrapped her paw around my arm and cut me off girl what do you want anyway yeah i rapidly gained weight like right when i turned 20 without changing anything in my diet or my routine like everything was the same but i just suddenly gained weight very quickly and i was really confused about it um i didn't understand what was happening with my body i i got very very depressed um i had already been depressed for a while but the sudden body fluctuation made me very insecure because my entire life had always been very thin, like like to a fault. I was much thinner than is healthy. This took a toll on my health mentally, mostly my mental health, because 
weight-wise, it was actually pretty healthy for me to gain weight because I had been so thin before. Like, it was not good for me to be that thin. So once I gained weight, it was actually healthy of me to do that. However, I didn't perceive it as healthy because I was so used to being thin. And since I had struggled with an eating disorder in the past, that kind of made me, like, it triggered that. And I had some bad habits on and off. Overall, like, I was pretty okay. Um... But it, I did have, like, I did have my bad days. I did have my bad days. Um, it was only when I looked into it. Um, it was only when I looked into it, like, why did I gain weight so fast at 20? Was when second puberty showed up. And I was like, oh, this is, like, a thing. Like, this is normal to happen to people. And yes, it's normal. So, and now, like, I'm still at that weight that, um, like, that weight that I put on once I turned 20, I still have it. Like, I have not gone back to my skinny self, and I'm okay with that. I'm complete. I'm completely okay with that now. I really like my body right now. Um, I would not change it for anything, but it definitely took some time to adjust, and partially, part of the reason why it took time to adjust was, one, I wasn't used to it, and also just, I didn't know. I didn't know that this would happen upon turning 20. Um... Another part, another physical aspect um, that comes with turning 20 is that you don't feel or look as youthful as you did as when you were a teenager. I put this video on YouTube um, uh, like last year, early last year, I think, because in the video, like it pretty much seemed like I was calling myself ugly, which wasn't the case. Even though I was very insecure in my looks at the time, I wasn't calling myself ugly. I was trying to point out that I did not feel pretty anymore because I did not look young um and with that came in my fear of aging and I was like I look like I am growing up and I look back on these pictures of myself when I was 16 17 and I look beautiful and I look beautiful because I am young and because in our society we praise young people and the older we get we feel that we're less beautiful overall I'm re I'm restating it now to make sure that I you know, I get it right. I am not as pretty societally as I was when I was 17. Because when I was 17, I had a youthful glow. I was skinny. I had, like, I had life in me. Um, frankly, I'm under a lot more stress now. So, you know, that can obviously change a person. Um, and it can change your looks. Um, and it definitely changed mine. And now I don't think that I am less pretty now. I think I'm just a different type of pretty. When I was when I was 17 years old, I was really full of myself, which is why I use that number specifically as an example of this. Like when I was 17 and early 18, I thought I was the prettiest person ever, like 100%. I thought that I was so beautiful. And then I fell out of that, which I'll talk about in another episode about how that has fluctuated throughout my many phases. But overall, I fell out of that. And I just, I did not feel pretty for a very long time. And, and, but I especially felt not pretty when I turned 20 because I started to see the signs of age on my face. And it's not like signs of age, like, because 20 is still really, really young. Like, that's super young. Like, I'm sure if, like, that there are people listening to this who are older than me who are gonna be like, oh, come on, be serious. But, like, actually, though, 
I may I'm I don't look as old as I'm gonna get right now obviously I'm gonna look a lot older in the future but when I turned 20 was when I first started seeing signs of that age reflecting on my body which I had never noticed before because we are constantly aging throughout our lives of course there were signs of age before like I've always had a fear of aging to an extent I wanted to age up until like 18 and just stop there <laughs> like my whole life I did not want to age past 18 I was I was scared of looking older so when I actually did look older when I finally noticed it it scared the crap out of me and made me super insecure because you know society tells us that that age is ugly like they don't believe in aging with grace and so I didn't either I do now I've had to revisit my outlook on the world and re I had to remake my world in an image that suited me I had to re-evaluate my morals to do so but overall in the physical aspect of turning 20 my weight gain and not looking as young as I did um not feeling or looking as young as I did um in my teens threw me off entirely and I wish that somebody had told me about that um maybe they did you know what maybe they did and I just didn't listen and that's on me but in case nobody told you if you are in your teens keep this in mind you will change your body will change whether it's for better or for worse in your perspective in my perspective it was for worse now I know that it was for the better and I think it's always going to be for the better because this is this is corny and I've heard this somewhere else before but I'm going to say it to you the fact that you're aging means you're still here so those were the physical aspects of turning 20 that threw me off the most now onto the social aspect um because my social life also was difficult to adjust to this all kind of ties in together but pretty much it's all about friendships when you turn 20 you begin to learn what it is to make real friends genuine friends and not to say that your friends in your teens are like invalid or anything but i do think that the friends you make in your 20s are much richer in their friendship and that gives you the opportunity to connect better because you're more respectful of other human beings you understand each other more and that ties into my next point because you understand each other more it gives you the opportunity to connect with those who align with you um and to find those who um who truly align with your personality and your morals and your characteristics and your lifestyle because when we were when we were growing up most of our childhood friends or high school friends a lot of them were due to convenience and proximity um and again i'm not saying all of them and i'm also not saying that genuine friendships don't come out of that because they do you know like you could be besties with like your next door neighbor and it could be a real genuine friendship um that lasts you for your entire life you your high school best friend maybe that will last you for your entire life and that's amazing if you found a lifelong friend if you got lucky enough to find a lifelong friend um that came out of proximity and convenience that's amazing i'm very happy for you but that is not the case for a lot of us me personally that was not the case for me personally i've had a lot of friends growing up a lot of them have been fantastic people that i still love that i am i am no longer close to them but i still have so much love for them 
and I'm very fond of like my memories and my time with them. However, we were just not compatible as people in a friendship. And that's something that I feel like is not often talked about, that there are people that you will not be compatible with in a friendship. I don't believe, personally, I do not believe that you can be friends with everybody. I think that there is, I think that there's someone for everyone in the platonic sense, um, or multiple someones for everyone in the platonic sense. Most of my childhood and teenhood friends that I'm no longer friends with, it was due to a lack of compatibility. We were just not compatible as friends, and there's no beef with them, at least not on my end. We just were not compatible as friends, and we just, like, um, slowly stopped talking, like, talked less and less until one day we just did it anymore and we'll still like be mutuals on instagram and stuff and you know like i'll like their posts i'll slide up on their stories sometimes but like we're not friends anymore and it's just because we're not tight like that anymore and that's that's okay like we i think it's okay for some friends to be temporary most friends are and i think we need to be able to accept when a friendship has run its course. And I'm not saying don't try as a friend. Try. Be a good friend. Be there for your friends as much as you possibly can. But when you realize that things are just not clicking as they used to, if you think it's worth trying, then keep trying. And if you don't think it is, then take a step back. That's honestly what I do. And I think that's okay. You can still have a lot of love for someone who is not supposed to be in your life anymore. However, I will say that a handful of the people that I'm no longer friends with is, I won't say that they were bad people, but I did not have good experiences with them and they did not end well. I do think that that also comes down to compatibility. It could be that somebody else thinks that like this person that I had a bad experience with, somebody else could think that they're the best person ever. And it could be that it's because they're compatible. Even if we did have beef, even if there was like a bad falling out, I still have love for most of those people. Like I still wish them the best. If somebody else is compatible with them and they were not compatible with you, I don't think that's a reflection of character so much as it is of personality. I think that some personalities just click better and some don't. And that can cause some problems sometimes in friendships. I think that you will find people that work better with your personality, that align more with your personality when you are in your 20s and you know yourself better and you are emotionally mature enough to be able to kind of sense these people. And sometimes you can't sense them. Sometimes you need to give it time to like marinate kind of. Um, One of my closest friends right now, we've known each other since I was 17, since our freshman year in college. And we didn't like each other actually and now we're really really close i've known her so long but it took us three years to get to the point where we are very close friends and i think that it's because it was kind of like we are finally in the right place at the right time we change people change over time a lot and i think that me and her we would we weren't friends freshman year and i think there was a reason for that we our personalities were not in a place where they could align yet now they do and i hope they'll continue to i really do because she's a great friend to me my point is overall i think that when you're when you're in your 20s you know yourself better and therefore you know your friend you know what type of people you want in your life better 
this is the first time in my life in which I have pe- in which I have friends that agree with me on so many subjects because I used to think like oh yeah opposites attract um in most of my friendships but the truth is they were just my friends due to convenience and now I'm with people that I really align with like we're all creative people we're all very hard working we work together in our creative endeavors and it's really nice I've always wanted to have friends who I could talk about creative pursuits with and it took me so long to find them and it's because I'm now finally at a stage of my life where I know who I am and when you know who you are you will attract who you are I think that we always attract who we are you know like they always say like if you want to know somebody look at their friends I completely I completely believe in that I don't know, there's a lot to unpack with that. I'll do, like, another episode on friendship sometimes and, like, my thoughts on it. Um, Because there's a lot to unpack there, clearly. Um, I'm just rambling now. (laughs) I hope this is making sense because this is a topic that's been on my mind. But obviously, I'm still learning. Um, So there's a lot of these thoughts that you're going to be like, Paula, you just contradicted yourself. You know what? Yeah, I probably did because I'm still conflicted on a lot of these subjects where I don't know exactly how I feel about them. My bottom line is though, we change so much from our teenhood to our adulthood and I will change so much from right now to the time that I'm 30 or 40. Of course I will. Of course we all will. I'm still very young. However, I do think we make the most changes from our teenhood, like teens to being in our 20s i think that is when the most drastic changes occur because that's kind of when the core of our personality is being built um we're building our core right now and now at this age at 20 years old now is when i finally have a foundation and that i can that i can build upon in the past i was just throwing stuff at a wall and seeing what stuck and nothing stuck until now And so because of those drastic changes, because I did not have the foundation in the past, I I attracted the wrong people. Or not the wrong people, but the wrong people for me. Who were the right people for somebody else? Now that I have a foundation, I can connect with people who align with that foundation. And those are my real friends. Those are the people who, they may not stick around forever, but I know they will stick around for a while. And I think that they're... They're very healthy for me, very healthy friendships, very healthy people. And you know what? Applying that to relationships as well, I'm I'm in a super healthy relationship right now. And I think it's because I have that foundation. Because I've adjusted so much from my teenhood, adjusted my mentality so much. And people can see that around me. Which is why when the, this person that I referenced that I was not close with when we were freshmen, but that I am now close with, It's because both of our mentalities shifted from teenhood to adulthood. And now in our, the beginning of our adulthood, we both have similar foundations. And that is why we align right now. I really hope that made sense because this was literally so hard to put into words. Oh my goodness. That was kind of all over the place, but I really hope you got something out of it. Next, big change that I noticed. The next one. There is a drastic change in your mentality when you're turning 20. I don't know what it is. I don't know the science behind it. I haven't bothered to look it up, even though I I probably should because I feel like that would be super interesting. But my mindset has changed so much 
since I was 18 or 19. So much in just a year. Being 20 to being 21 changed immensely. And I'm the type of person, I do change a lot. But it was all of my change in the past, all of my growth in the past was nothing compared to this past year and the year before. Like, the main thing that changed, I matured a lot in the past year in terms of everything, honestly. You see the world and yourself differently. Um, And maturity plays a big part in that for sure. But the main way that I can think to describe it is that every life experience I have ever had leading up to that point, they suddenly began to fall into place. It, It felt a little bit like Tetris. I've heard before that life is like Tetris, that things will fall apart just so they can come together. That's a quote that I read somewhere. And when you turn 20, that's when it really clicks for the first time. I had all of these pieces and I didn't really know where they fit. All of these life experiences, everything I've gone through, I didn't know what to make of them. I didn't know, my hands were full of them and I didn't know what to do with my hands anymore. I was just kind of stuck holding all of these pieces, not knowing where they fit in my life. And then in the past year, I would say especially in the past few months, they suddenly clicked. Right now, things came together. And this is one of the first times in my life, or the first time in my life, where things really came together. And I could make sense of my life, and I could figure out who I am. And that's what I mean by being a big change in mentality. However, I know that things will fall apart again, eventually. But I'm trying not to think about that because right now things are in its place and I want to enjoy the present, which I think we should all do, you know, because I have anxiety, so I have to really fight the urge to not be anxious about the future. I still am. Another part of this is that it took me existential crisis to get here. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. I had a huge existential crisis. I did not know who I was. For probably maybe maybe two years after the first half of being 18 was great super full of myself and then the second half i started to lose myself once i turned 19 i had lost myself entirely turned 20 still didn't know who i was but was slowly starting to figure it out and then over the past year i got it and now i am in a place where i know myself and i'm very confident in myself however what goes around comes around The first six months of being 18, I was super full of myself and I was very assured in who I was. However, the difference between then and now is that back then I was cocky. I was very conceited. I I thought so highly of myself, but I had very self-destructive habits. I had self-destructive habits in the people I dated and the things I ate. I used to stay up until 6 a.m. every night, pulled an all-nighter almost every night. I would go to sleep, wake up at like noon or at like 1 p.m. And I would do that every single day. If not till 6 a.m. because that's pretty drastic. My normal bedtime was like 3 or 4 a.m. Yeah, I was super full of myself. Yeah, I was beautiful. Was I okay? No. (laughs) No, not at all. Now I'm in a place where I am very confident in myself. I'm not cocky. I'm confident. Because back then, the only thing that I could rely on was myself or so I thought. 
I was my only foundation and it was a very shaky one. I barely had one. Now I feel like a much firmer foundation. And you know, you can't build a house on a shaky foundation, but I can build a home on the solid one that I am now, which is the goal. Going back to that, my existential crisis pushed me to figure myself out. I had to I had to remove a lot of things in my life to be able to figure myself out because I didn't see it at the time, but there were there were a lot of blockages in my life. Um, whether this was in the form of of actual things or temptations or people or um or just my thoughts getting in the way. Um, sometimes I was my own blockage. But I had to remove all of these. And I didn't do it consciously. They they kind of they kind of took care of themselves. And I think that it's possible to take care of your obstacles consciously. I think that we should put an effort to do that if we can recognize those obstacles. But when I had these obstacles, I did not see them as obstacles. And once they were gone, I was like, oh, this was holding me back. I had my existential crisis up until these blockages were forcefully removed. And I didn't want them to be removed. I wanted them. But once they were removed, I didn't realize they were a weight until they were gone. And once they were gone, I felt like I could breathe again. And I was like, oh, I was never supposed to be here. I was never supposed to be in this position. That made me reevaluate everything. And that was when, like, when I had those blockages, I felt like I was crazy. I genuinely felt like a crazy person. There was nowhere for me to go. Like, I felt trapped in which blockages have been forcefully removed from me. It Like, that has happened at various points in my life in which I wanted something so badly. But I was wanting the wrong thing. Whether it was a thing or a person or whatever else, I wanted it so bad and it was not the thing for me. And I was having a crisis while trying to hold on to this thing. Which is where my existential crisis came in. Like, these things were making me question myself when I shouldn't have. I didn't know if I could trust myself anymore. And once that blockage was removed, I could see everything clearly. And I'm, I, I hope I will not be in a situation like that again. But the truth is, we have all been there. We will all most likely be there again. But with these experiences, we start to figure ourselves out. We start to know what to do. When these most recent blockages were removed versus the time I went through a similar experience before that when I was younger, it was so much harder back then than it was this time around. Things got easier. And it always works out for the best because these things pushed me to change my mentality. It was kind of like I have been slowly changing since the moment that I turned 20. I think I have been slowly changing. I've been in kind of like a cocoon moment. Like I've literally felt like I've been cocooned since I was 18 and a half. And I've been trying to figure out where to go and what to do with myself. And I finally broke out of that these past few months. Slightly before turning 21. Like probably four months before. Three or four months before I turned 21. I finally broke out of that. And I feel like a lot of this might, like, that might sound dumb. That genuinely might sound dumb. But I really hope it makes sense to someone. 
I think I had a two-year-long depressive episode in which I didn't know who I was or what I was doing. From 18 and a half until 20-something, I was trying to find myself. Now I got her back. Recently, I got her back probably two months ago. Three, I, I got her back probably three months ago. It was that existential crisis I had that gave me that last push. Like my depressive episode in which I was, I was trying so much to figure out what I was doing wrong, what I needed to do to feel good about myself again. And then this last existential crisis pushed me to snap me out of it and be like, oh, this is where I need to be. This is what was holding me back. And now it's gone and I feel like myself again. They almost always are. But you won't see it until they're all lined up. And that's when the weight comes off. And you begin to see the world and yourself differently. You get that drastic change in mentality that I talked about. And you grow up. You grow up a lot faster. Which is good because now that you're older, big decisions are coming faster. I'm graduating from college soon. I'm going to be pushed into like a career soon that is terrifying that existential crisis and the results of it have made me feel a lot more prepared for my future and have made me feel excited for it like i i was dreading it before but now i am so excited to have time outside of school to pursue a life that to build a life that i want and the reason I feel this way is because I've grown up more. It's because because of all these changes in my mentality and all of these life experiences finally lining up and making sense. That made me, that all came together to make me grow up more. And am I as grown as I'm going to get? Absolutely not. I definitely still have some maturing to go. In the future, I'll probably look back on this episode. I'll listen to it again and I'll be like, I knew nothing. I knew absolutely nothing. This is all the knowledge I have right now. And I'm very happy with the knowledge that I have right now. And I think that it is making me do really great things at this point in time. And that's the most that I can ask for. I think that's the most any of us can ask for, honestly. I'm sorry that this episode was a little all over the place because I made an outline for this. I really did, but it was more, I made like, I made a mind map for this episode. Um, in which I charted out the physical, social, and mental aspects of being 20 that I wanted to talk about and how it affected me. But now I'm feeling like I should have been more detailed because, I don't know, this did not feel like enough fleshing out. Um, and I might make a part two on this in the future once I have my thoughts more in order because, again, I am still learning. And this is just my thoughts on a topic thus far. And it could be my opinions will change or it could be I'll listen back to this. I'll be like, oh, no, that was so unclear. Let me, like, go clarify We'll see. But at this point in time, that is all the opinions and thoughts that I have on this topic. I hope that it was beneficial to you somehow, um, one way or another. Whether you're older than me and you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I went through that too. Or if you're younger than me and you're anticipating this and you're like, okay, now I know what it's going to feel like. Whichever it is, I hope this helped you one way or another. Or I hope that it was at least entertaining to listen to my thought process. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me today, and I love you very much. If you're listening to this, I love you, and thank you for supporting me. Have a wonderful rest of your day.
Thank you so much for listening to Pluto's podcast. If you'd like to keep up with me until the next episode, you can find me at Pluto Paula on Instagram, where I'm very active. If you want to read my newsletter or watch my YouTube, you can find all the links on my website linked in the bio of my Instagram. I hope we'll find ourselves in the same space again soon.